from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Today is episode 252. It's been a long time. I'm so glad to be back. You know, it's, it's definitely been a long week. I missed the podcast, and I knew if I had to come back, I had to come back with a bang. So why not bring the banger of podcasts? I got my boy from the Wrestling Index, Tim King in the house. What's good, man? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? De Niro. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. You. I'm glad to hear you. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me, man. No doubt, man. I really appreciate you coming on. And yeah, man, I'm just glad to be back. Like, there's so much wrestling that I have to catch up on. And it's just been a crazy week. And there's been so much that I wanted to talk about last week, but didn't get the chance to talk about. Like, I was like a little ticking time bomb. I'm like, shit, I just want to fucking get on the podcast. But then I would get up and my body would be like, nah, you ain't ready yet. <laughs> ain't, ain't happening, huh? <laughs> nah, not at all. Not last week, for sure. But definitely, before we get into today's show, got to give a shout out to our sponsors at Manscaped.com. 
Go to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. And when you're there, put in the promo code DeLorean in all capitals for 20% off site-wide. Doesn't matter if it's the most expensive or the cheapest thing on the site. You could get 20% off. I've seen people get 20% off on the weed whacker and the lawnmower. And I also seen 20 people. Well, I also seen people get 20% off on the chapstick. So you you got the code. Go use the code. I appreciate everybody who made, you know, made it known that Manscaped had to keep on, you know, working with me because they hit me up and they were like, hey, you actually got some, you know, good sales. And I appreciate my fans for that. It was really dope that you guys like had my back like that. So for sure, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code DeLorean for 20% off. Now, before we get into the happenings of this crazy ass weekend in wrestling, I know a lot of people want me to talk about Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo. Drama, drama, drama. Ah, man. I know a lot of people were all like, oh, well, we got to hear what De Niro thinks about this. He, he went on a fucking rant for like five days in a row about CM Punk and the elite. So they were like a little, you know, they were waiting for me to talk about this. And I really don't have much to say. <laughs> like, it's just drama. And like, like you just said, it's just, you know, drama. It feels like high school drama. And I, I was in the comments on the circle debate on Thursday when they were talking about this. Shout out to Dom and Dan for uh, having my back and filling in for me. I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, I was talking about. Go check it out. Awesome episode. This guy sure. killed it Thursday night. Hell yeah. Most definitely. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I felt so left out. I was like, send me the link, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get on, but I definitely enjoyed the show. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I said it then. Like, Sammy Guevara, like, I don't know how I'm, I can't say no disrespect because it's going to come off really disrespectful, but he comes off like a little fuck boy to me. Like we, we all know that guy from like high school where he was like the try hard, always try hard to be cool, always try to be down with the cool kids, but he was like fucking annoying and just like always starting fights with people, trying to impress people. That's what Sammy Guevara is to me. Like that's what I think of when I think of Sammy Guevara because he's constantly getting in trouble, constantly getting in bullshit with people. It was no more than, what, a few months ago we heard about him and Eddie Kingston. Last year we yep. know what happened with the whole Sasha Banks remarks from years ago. Like, yep. he doesn't seem to learn his lesson. But then that's not making Andrade the angel of the situation because Andrade is very egotistical. You could just tell by his demeanor. He's very egotistical. Um, there was a lot of comments that he had, a lot of comments that he had about AAA that Conan was, I was just listening to Conan kind of like debunk, like, oh yeah, a lot of that's bullshit too. So I, I feel like Andrade is just disgruntled with his spot in AEW and looking for a way out. There was reports that Tony Khan sat them both down or had a phone call with both of them on Tuesday and everyone promised for no physicality come Wednesday. And then as soon as Wednesday comes, fists are flying. But I don't know. Um, to be honest, it's just sad to see so much drama in AEW this year. Because if you think about when AEW first started, 2019, 2020, every time you had an interview with a roster member, everybody said it's like a family back here. I love being here. I, I get along yeah. with everybody. Like the atmosphere was a good atmosphere. I feel like now it's not. It's the exact opposite. I don't want to blame it all on CM Punk because this has nothing to do with CM Punk. But for sure, you, you, you could see the difference in the atmosphere and the backstage morale once CM Punk was there. That's when you start to get some of the drama. And I feel like this is just like, you know, you could cut out the cancer, but there's still some like remnants of it. I kind of feel like that's what we have here, where there's still some drama that needs to be dealt with in AEW. And it's just sad to see. I really hope that Tony Khan could get control of his company because this shit is amateur. This shit is real amateur. You know, you, you don't hear about these things in WWE. 
you have locker room leaders that make sure that this shit does not go down. Like, I remember stories, not to go off too far on a tangent here, but I remember stories like when Enzo Amore was starting shit backstage. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns kicked him off the fucking bus. Like, we ain't (laughs) doing that here. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when the original Sin Cara was starting problems. The locker room leader stepped up for that, too. Like, no, we don't do that here. We don't really have that in AEW. You hear about guys like Jericho, Moxley, Danielson taking, like, that locker room leadership role, but then you still see fights and shit like this go down. I believe it was on the... um, the live stream that you had for Extreme Rules, I forgot who mentioned it, but they said if like Undertaker was backstage, none of this shit would have happened. No, nope, like a guy no, like no way. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, sorry Not for going off too much on a tangent here, but it's just sad to see. I want to know what you think about this. I'm sure you probably spoke about this in nauseum, but what, I, what do you think I, about this a week later? I love talking to you, bro. I'll talk to you about anything. Like I said, dude, I'm glad to be here on this show. Yeah, but my my thoughts are this, dude. First of all, I just want a quick retort to what you said regarding CM Punk. Yes, his part of the drama, I, I can see um, why he was disgruntled and unhappy, but I think that's totally separate to this. What what this is, in my opinion, is the AEW locker room being oversaturated with ex-WWE guys, as we knew was going to happen. Eventually, people were going to be unhappy with their spots. Well, here we are a year after all these releases happen, a year after the oversaturation of the locker room. He's still trying to do it by signing person after person like, I love Bandito. I love him to sign. Personally, I'd rather him go to WWE at this point. I ain't trying to, you know, tangent over on that one. I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet there. <laughs> but this is because Sammy Guevara, first of all, yes, you're right. He is a fuckboy. He needs to slow it down. He needs to get off Twitter is what he needs to do. All of this, if the internet didn't exist, we wouldn't, like, on Wednesday night, everybody was so angry at AEW because another fight, another, you know, the locker room, no ba- bad public relations with Sammy Guevara. If the internet didn't exist, they went out and put on a 10-star show that night. It was a freaking banger of a show. But yet, people weren't talking about how great their show was. They were talking about this backstage shit. That wasn't even backstage. Why is Sammy on Twitter calling Andrade out? First of all, bro, if if Andrade is saying that... All Andrade is saying is, you're a bitch because you fucking... He hits you too hard, right? Like, isn't that, like, where it stemmed from? Sammy don't need to take that to Twitter. Like, Sammy could go to Andrade in the back. If a fight started between Sammy and Andrade because Sammy confronted Andrade about his comments about him hitting like a bitch, I actually would have respected Sammy Guevara. But the way that this whole thing went down with Sammy taking it to Twitter and then Andrade, yeah, Andrade was a bitch too, bro. Big time bitch. And it's all because he wants out of his contract. And do you blame him? Tony Khan has booked him like complete and utter shit. Triple H yeah. took over on the other side. If, if Vince was still in charge, Andrade wouldn't be doing this shit. But Andrade's taken to Twitter multiple times trying to get out of his contract. And like you said, rumors were that Tony Khan told them, including or told Andrade, you will not be fired if you do something. And he went and did something anyways. Uh, rumors have it that Andrade went up to Sammy. First of all, it was fucked up. Andrade leaked his side of the story to TMZ, which was a fu- a lie. It was just a fallacy. It was not true. So the story yeah. that TMZ, TMZ puts out is a false story because Andrade gave him bullshit. What actually happens is Sammy tried not to fight. If you watch the Draymond Green Jordan Poole thing, I swear to God, it went down just <laughs> yeah. like that, dude. Andrade gets in his grill, dude, goes mouth to, to nose. Uh, Sammy can smell his breath, dude. Sammy pushes Andrade away, and Andrade cold cocks him. Like, and that's why Sammy Guevara was still probably on the show. It's probably why he didn't eat a suspension. Because yeah. he probably was like, yo, just get off of me and, and ate one. Andrade's trying to dip, bro. But Sammy, Sammy should have fucking kept this shit off of Twitter. You said he's a fuckboy. I, pers- I like Sammy Guevara in the ring. But at this point, dude, 
And the way that show went off the air with him getting the wind and being hoisted up on the JAS's shoulders after causing all that fucking drama, even Moxley and his promos, stay off or keep your fucking mouth shut, young dumb kids. Horrible look for the company, dude. And again, if there was no internet, great show, Sammy Guevara, good match. Dude, the internet, you're a fuckboy. You fucking just did this shit again. Horrible headlines, and you're hoisted on his shoulders to end the night. Awful, bro. Just yeah, that, that was a bad decision, in my opinion. And like you said, like, fuck the internet, fuck the dirt sheets. Like, honestly, this type of shit went down all the time back in the day. Like, there was mm-hmm. a bunch of yep. fights. And I said in the comments on uh, the last episode of Circle Debate, I said, we never knew about it until one of these legends had, like, an RF video sit-down shoot interview and talked about it because it was never reported. Like, we didn't have access to all the backstage happenings. And I feel like that is very detrimental to the show because, like you said, it was a great episode of Dynamite. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought that the show top and bottom was great. Great to see MJF back in the ring. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely match. took away great from it. Match. And yeah, you knew the whole crowd already knew what happened backstage before they even started the show because there was fuck you, Sammy chance. Uh, I don't know if you saw the one guy with the uh, sign that said Sammy Drum. I think it was Dravara or something Drum- like, like Drum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some shit like yep, that. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Like, yeah, so it it took away from the live experience from the crowd there, it seems, and it took away from a bunch of shit. It's just sad to see, but my thing is, like you said, Sammy Guevara still hoisted up on everyone's shoulders at the end. That's a bad look, because if you remember, it wasn't just CM Punk, Ace Steel, and the Elite that got suspended. It was everybody who was in the fucking proximity of these guys. They all got suspended. Whether they were throwing punches or not, whether they were trying to break it up or not, everyone got suspended until further investigation. Right. This, why is it that even if Sammy Guevara did not throw a punch, why is it that he's not suspended until they figure out what's going on? Like, why yeah, is bro, it that he's still he able to not be on Twitter, dude? Like, he was the exactly. catalyst for this. Tony should have been like, yo, taking him by his fucking ear, sat him down, and said, yo, kid, I'm giving you the world. Stop. Get the fuck off social media. Shut take the him fuck by the up. match. That's it. Put, yeah, fucking shut up. Put Hager in the match instead. Have Jericho and yeah. Hager go out there. Or fucking one of the 2.0 guys, whoever. You could have replaced Sammy very easily, dude. Jericho gets the pin on, uh, on Garcia. Even fucking 2.0 gets him. Hager, it doesn't matter, dude. Sammy should have been removed from the show. He didn't have to be suspended. If you don't have to, you don't want to suspend him, you don't have to suspend him. But like you said, he just had the drama with Kingston. He's had the past shit with sensitivity training. He said he fucking proposed to his girlfriend in the middle of the ring and then proceeded to fight with fans about his relationship with Ty on Twitter for nine months. Like, bro, stop, man. You are making a bunch of money. You are on national television. Pull him by his ear. Sit him the fuck down. Get him off social media, all right? And he should not have been in that main event. Hell no. Hell no. And then to get the fall too, like to, to get the pin at the end, that, that's like the part where it's like, come on. You know what I mean? We got Kofi Weeson in the building. What's up, man? What's Thank up, you for Kofi? being here. I really appreciate you. You live, baby. And from Top Rope Wrestling Talk, we got my boy Dom in the building. What's going on, people? My people, banger, banger, banger. When what it up, comes Dom? to MJF and Yuta, fuck Sammy. Like, I, yo, MJF versus Yuta was a fucking amazing matchup. Great way to mm-hmm. open it. I don't know, like, I'm not going to get too far into AEW from this past week, but I, I was thinking about it. I, I don't know if you saw this too, but when I see MJF now, his, his swag, his persona, his, like, body, and the way he's wrestling reminds me a lot of a young Chris Candido from his ECW days. Ooh. Chris Candido was 
a great wrestler that didn't get really appreciated, but I see a lot of Chris Candido when I see uh, MJF. I know a lot of people say Flair. A lot of people like to compare him to a lot of other people, but I see Candido. I don't know if you see Candido in MJF. I honestly, I can't give you that um, synopsis because I didn't watch early ECW. My first, like, or my Candido experience is him as Skip in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's oh, God. horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> right, right. And, like, I've heard yeah. phenomenal things. Like, I almost want to go back and watch this stuff because, you know, him and, and others. I do but, it every yeah, Wednesday. You're more than welcome. <laughs> maybe one episode I'll have to get down with that for sure. For sure. But um, Most definitely. I don't, I don't really have, like, a guy who reminds me. But let me tell you, dude, him having these chiseled out abs and bigger biceps really adds to him, dude. And I just feel like yeah. he, since he's come back, he's got all this swagger on top of the body. Look, swagger, he can talk. Oh, man, that kid's got the whole wide world in his hands. See what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Dom says, because he's in the main event, because he's, well, because he's in the main event, because he's been pushed to the moon and multiple occasions and fucked it up every time, and because Tony refuses to spank him like the spoiled child he is. (laughs) I I totally agree. King of Cleveland, what's up? Thank you for joining. I really appreciate you for joining. I'm going to AEW next Tuesday. I'll be in the front. Wow, that's dope. Hope you enjoy. I'll be in the front run. We'll see Mox versus Hangman. I think Mox wins. I'm his hometown, in his hometown, and then MJF cashes in and wins in Mox hometown. That would be nuclear heat for MJF. Nuclear heat. You know, that would be, that might be the way to go. I, I, right now, I think that it's going to be Mox and MJF at the pay-per-view, but I want to see that now. I would like to see MJF get that mega heat. Because right now he's a he's a fucking heel, but he's getting that baby face reaction because everybody's so happy to see him. A way to make him a heel again by beating the hometown guy and robbing the title from him. And that match is going to be hot, dude. Those two guys are going to beat the shit oh, out yeah. of each other. Their little interaction on Dynamite this week, I don't want to get into it, but fucking give me goosebumps. Dude. I was so ready, dude. Yeah, and it's surprising to think, like, these are two guys who've been there since day one and never even had – well, they had a little interaction, I believe, in that ladder match that Hangman came back in. But they never had a yeah. match. Never had a one-on-one match, a tag match. It's crazy to think. So I'm definitely excited to see that matchup because those are two of my favorite in AEW. And they're, it just seems like their styles will mesh perfectly. Yeah, it's going to bang. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is... I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on to Friday. Briefly, I want to talk about Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory 2022. Impact Wrestling doesn't get a lot of respect, I feel, and it's so good, like, so consistent. In my opinion, I've been saying this for a long time, Impact Wrestling is one of the most consistent wrestling companies never get talked about. I would say maybe the last two years, I haven't seen a bad episode of Impact. I haven't seen a bad pay-per-view. And when I think about, like, when was the last time I seen something bad, it wasn't really bad. It was just like, oh, well, that was just not as impactful as, no pun intended, as the week before. You know what I mean? So Impact yeah. Wrestling has been putting on bangers. And Bound for Glory is their pay-per-view show. Their WrestleMania, it's like their biggest pay-per-view of the year. I remember watching the very first Bound for Glory in 2005, right? That was one of the first pay-per-views I ordered from uh, TNA and I was a huge fan of that show. Still one of my favorite TNA shows of all time. Jushin Liger versus the, Samoa Joe. Dope, dope. What was the main yeah, opening match? It was Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett. It was supposed to be Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash, but Kevin Nash oh. couldn't make it due to injury. Uh, so you had Rhino win a Monsters Ball match against Sabu, Jeff Hardy, and Abyss. Then he won a Battle Royal with uh, 20 other guys, and then he beat Jeff Jarrett in the main event. Fucking insane. That was if wow, people want to talk dude, about Rhino, crown achievement. That that's probably Rhino's greatest night in wrestling because wow. he had three matches, three bangers, and ends the night as the NWA champion. And nobody fucking thought he was even gonna be in the main event. So definitely. So I have this crazy ass match card, which was a fucking stacked ass card right here. What was your favorite match of the night? What was your takeaways from Bound for Glory? Yeah, I, I really I, I enjoyed Bound for Glory. I thought Ravens Hall of Fame induction was cool. Uh, you had Dirty okay. Dango coming back, which was dope. I love Fandango. Um, the the co-main events, the the world title match and the women's title match were just incredible. Just incredible. Jordan Grace, I, I wasn't a huge fan of 
her coming into that match, but holy shit, man, she was incredible. Her and Masha were going back and forth. I love the exchange where Masha's strengths are her strikes. So she's striking her like crazy, throwing punches and kicks. And Jordan's just picking her up and just body slamming her, body slamming her. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. And then I liked how she had her finisher off the, the, I think it was the second rope to end the match because she couldn't pin her. Masha was 16 and 0 coming in. I love the story that they told there. And Jordan walks off. I'd assume she'll get Mickey James down the road. Mickey and Mia was solid. Um, everything was solid on the show. The four title matches, or there's five title matches, but the four big title matches, um, I thought the X Division match was killer. I love Speedball. I thought him and Kazarian was just an awesome match. I didn't yeah. think Kazarian was going to win, but I know that the record for the X Division championship defenses was, thir- was 13. Speedball was on nine. So you know, I, I didn't think he'd be breaking Christopher Daniels' record. So having Kazarian be the one to halt it, I thought was pretty cool storytelling, even though it <clears throat> seemed like a lot of people on social media were upset about that. I thought it was fine. And then I really enjoyed the tag team title match. I thought um, the Kingdom and the Motor City Machine Guns tore it down. And then that world title match, dude. Every Everything that they were telling with it, um, the story was awesome. I loved how the wives were sitting next to each other in the crowd. That added even more to yeah. it. Plus, the match itself was just a fucking banger. All right? But let me tell you something I didn't like. Let me tell you what I didn't like, okay? I didn't Uh-oh. like the Call Your Shot Gauntlet Battle Royal winner. I get Bully Ray's New York. <laughs> I love Bully Ray. I get he's a yeah, TNA yeah. Impact legend. All right? I understand. You had a perfect opportunity with Macklin, though, right there, dude. There's no reason that Macklin shouldn't have won that match, dude. And that's been hot, too. Hot, dude. He's a perfect guy just to drop in whenever he wants, just win the belt from Josh Alexander. And there's a fucking feud right there with two basically homegrown guys because Macklin was in shit before he came to Impact. They built him up as a single star. And that's a big-ass main event that you could have. But fucking with the Bully Ray route. And not only that, De Niro, not only that, but the show fucking ended with Bully Ray making the hot save when Honor No More was attacking Josh Alexander. And I'm just like, fuck off man like in my boy my boy <laughs> i'm Brett, right there with you boys, and they're arguing with me that this show is better than extreme rules and i'm like no way dude the the yeah right thank you the fucking <laughs> uh that was, was in the chat this afternoon i'm like or this morning i'm like no way dude i went back and rewatched it all right because i watched it the first time on my phone i went back and watched it on tv today and i was like yes it, these matches were incredible the four the four main title matches like i said were um, awesome matches well, fuck, this isn't better than Extreme Rules. But I'm not one of these people who sit yeah. there and compare. So that's not something that I would come out and say. That's not something I would do. I enjoyed all of it this weekend because I enjoy all wrestling. But bang your show, dude. Enjoy those four title matches. The Bully Ray shit killed me. And I was, and I was surprised that Vex lost their tag team titles. But maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe, it means Deanna and Chelsea are going to WWE. And I think that they would be huge in, the, in that mid-card women's division tag team division event. Deanna's a fucking star. I'd love to see her scrap with the four horsewomen. Let's yeah. go. So that was my thing. What's up, Ivan? <laughs> yeah, but I was about to shout out Ivan, shout out Circle Debate. What's up, man? So glad to be back, and I'm so glad that you're here. I really appreciate you, homie. Had a but, blast yeah, I... doing that fucking watch-along with these guys, dude. That was a fucking great time. Yo, we'll talk about everybody go check out that watch-along because that watch-along was phenomenal. I, I had it the fucking show on mute most of it so I could just listen to you guys and I had such a great time. It was an even better experience watching with you guys doing the commentary than the commentary from Corey Graves and Michael Cole. But yeah. definitely pre- amazing. You being there the whole time, bro. You were awesome. Yeah, Thank it was a blast, that. man. I definitely got to be on the next one. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, we got to oh, yeah, banger, 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 the banger of podcast. <laughs> Yo, Ivan, I said it. I had to come back with a bang, so why not bring the banger of podcast onto the show, right? Oh, yeah. So back, back to... 
I appreciate it, man. Had to come out strong for the first episode back. <laughs> so yeah, like this this was a really good show. I, I feel like you know, Impact Wrestling, you can never go wrong with Impact Wrestling on pay-per-view. So worth the money, always fun to watch. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Love to see the, the Kingdom versus the Motorcycle Machine Guns. That was an amazing matchup. Love the tag team tagnum, the tangums from the these two tag teams. Um, these guys had great tag matches in Ring of Honor. I don't know if you remember some of their Ring of Honor matches that they had, but really good shit here from uh, both teams. And it's sad to see that a lot of these talents are free agents after this. Um, I, I didn't even know about this until I saw the group chat. I was like, God damn. So coming out of this show, the Good Brothers, who's been out of you know Impact Wrestling for about a month now, there's rumors that they're going to the WWE. Um we read that Matt Saban, I believe Matt Saban, Vincent, Maria, and Michael Bennett are all out of impact. Uh, like you said, you got Deanna Perazu, Chelsea Green. That's a lot of talent leaving. I mean, I don't see them all going to AEW and to uh, WWE, but there is a lot of talent in that group that I just mentioned. And it could be a lot of strong pickups for any of those companies. Uh, I would definitely love to see Deanna back in the WWE was a big fan of her before her WWE run, and I didn't think that she ever got her just due. And I remember they, they brought her up for, like, what, like a week or two on the main roster, and then, like, she yeah, was gone, right like, there. right after that. And it was the same thing with Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green came up to the main roster and was, like, gone, like, right after that. And they're two uberly talented women's wrestlers, and I think that they would fit perfectly, especially in the company that actually gives women opportunities. But we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, Circle Debate, Tim Pop My Cherry. Yeah, that was uh, Ivan's first watch along. I was surprised. It was he was a natural on it though. <laughs> oh god, he was amazing, dude. Killer. Word. So was Dom. Dom and says that's a hell of a compliment, De Niro. Thanks, fam. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, bro. But yeah, if you got like I said, if you guys haven't, go back and check out that watch along for Extreme Rules, also featuring Devin from Clark Street. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, but I'm right there with you. My biggest complaint about this was Bully Ray. Yeah. Like cool moments to have him in the battle royal. Like, cool to have those surprises and legends and bring back some faces from the past. I'm all for that. But, come on. You really, really, really put the fucking brakes on Macklin. Macklin, who just won the fucking, what was it, the three-way barbed wire massacre with Moose and Sammy uh, Callahan. I thought that he was next up. And here, we're putting the brakes on him for Bully Ray? Like, oh, Come on, man. I yeah, Bully Ray's a great uh, he's a great face to have in the company. He's a guy who could help build up some of the younger guys on that roster. But I don't know. I just feel like at this moment, in this day and age, you have a star in Macklin. It's not like, oh, well, there's no star, so they have to go back to some of these legends to build up the stars. You have a star in Macklin, and here you have, you know, Bully Ray taking that shine from him. I personally would have Macklin win. And you could have had a feud with Macklin and Bully Ray to build up to Macklin eventually going against Josh Alexander. But I guess they're not going that route. You know, Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards was fucking phenomenal. Josh Alexander is like a sleeper for wrestler of the year. Had amazing, amazing matches against a who's who this year. And it's just a pleasure to see him in the ring. And I've been an Eddie Edwards fan for a long time. I was in the fucking Manhattan ballroom or the Hammerstein ballroom when Eddie Edwards won the Ring of Honor title. That was the first time I ever seen Eddie Edwards in the ring. Was a huge fan of his ever since. So I'm a huge fan. I I thought that that matchup was phenomenal. And I love the story that they told, like you said, with the wives. And even earlier in the show, you had Alicia and the kids talking to uh, Eddie Edwards backstage, really building that 
if I don't win the title, you know, I lose it all type storyline. I, I really did enjoy that show was amazing. But yeah, I do feel like they gave a little too much to Bully Ray. Um, yeah. And as for the Raven Hall of Fame ceremony, classic Raven had to hit the fucking Raven effect on Tommy mm-hmm. Dreamer. The never ending feud. One of my favorite feuds of all time in professional wrestling. I thought that that was a great touch, too. But really cool to see Raven. I always was a big fan of Raven. I think when you were doing the um, the fight for not, I call it the fight for Monday night, but the, the classic episodes of uh, Nitro and Raw. Like, I think I mentioned how Raven's one of my favorite characters. So to see him here was really cool. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. So a big A plus for Down for Glory. He gave a good speech too, man. He was he was good. His speech was very, very good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and you know, and I if Matt would have beat Bully Ray there, it would have been a great spot. But I guess you don't want Bully Ray to lo- like lose in New York. So he probably should have been over the top rope and Macklin should have beat someone else. But you're right, Macklin and Bully Ray after this would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Something that I also like noticed was during Raven's speech, like you could tell like he was genuinely nervous. And yeah. that that's just it was like a nice little like thing to see. Like after all these years, like the Raven character, if you think about the Raven character, like there's not a nervous bone in his body. But to see him like nervous there talking from the fans and asking them to boo him because it makes him less nervous, I thought that was yes, really cool. That was cool. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Dom says, Thanks, TK. Now my first rodeo, we had we had to be the general what? We had to be gentle to Ivan. My bad. I'm bad. <laughs> First show back. I'm, I'm still a little rusty here. And we got my boy Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. What's good, man? What's up, brother? He's back looking good, kiddo. I appreciate you being here, bro. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now, let's get to a show that I don't know if Tim saw, and I know from what I saw online, Tim definitely hated. Let, let, let's talk about Extreme Rules. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah, I, I know you were fucking... I thought you were, about to, I show. were about to bring up that GCW show over the weekend or some shit. I was like, nah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but by the way, big shout out to Nick Gage, uh, friend of the podcast, for winning the GCW oh, yeah. champion and still having his career. Good matchup I'm glad, with Moxley. I'm glad they. Uh, I'm glad that AEW let Mox drop the title because I saw that they didn't want him to be there, and I would thought that would have been total crap if that he's had such a good run in GCW that would have been awful. On that, my bad. Didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But yeah, for sure. But nah, yeah, I'm only joking, man. Like you were a huge fan of the show. I was a huge fan of the show, and that's why I really couldn't wait to get you on to talk about this show because when I was watching that live stream, a lot of the shit that you were saying, I was right there with you from your match of the night to just the way you're reacting to a lot of the action on the show. So that's why it's time to talk about WWE Extreme Rules 2022 from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What better place to have Extreme Rules? I love the whole opening uh, intro to the show with like the spelling bee and the kid asking for the origins. And he says, Philadelphia, nice little nod to my favorite wrestling company of all time, ECW. Thought that was awesome. But, boy, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about this fucking opening matchup. Oh. The good old-fashioned Donnybrook. The Brawling Brutes, yeah. Imperium. There's too much to say. There is way too much to say. I can't sit here and be like, oh, I like this spot, then I like that spot. This was a fucking war. What was your, even though like, I watched the live stream, but what was your opinion of this matchup and just the way everything went down in this? It was fucking wild, wild west. Fuck, General, I don't really know what more I could say about this match. Other than to quote the Seamus, banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. That's all these guys do. They went back to Friday night for the Intercontinental title. These two men put on a banger. You move it to this Donnybrook match. From the start, the six of them, they line up not across from each other. Boom, 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 boom. Just fucking slugging it out to the outside. You saw double team moves left and right. You saw three on ones throughout the match on different guys. I love, there's a really cool spot on the outside with uh the with Vinci and Ludwig on on um Holland like a powerbomb kick spot that they do that was dope but I loved it I I Brawling Brutes had to win this match there was zero doubt in my mind that they were gonna win this match I told Nick put 10 out of 10 on them like they are fucking winning this match and they didn't disappoint dude I love the ending um I love the use of the shillelaghs throughout the match dude and I loved all the different yeah. creativity that they did it was a very creative fun match and I mean from the get this show, I mean, I'm, I'm jacked talking about it. From the get, this <laughs> match just had me going, dude. Like, what a match. What a match. Now, yeah, and I like how you mentioned creativity because that's something that I really got from this matchup. Um, there was a lot of innovative spots, shit that I'd never seen before. And I, I love that. Like, some of those, like, triple team, like, I believe it was uh, Gunther who was, he had one of the brawling brutes in the corner, like, where he, like, has them hanging over on the outside. He has, like, the leg down on their throat. And then I believe yes. um, you had 
the other two members of Imperium, Vinci and uh, Ludwig, they did like a double drop kick while I forgot who he had it. I think it was, it might have been, uh, it might have been Butch, it maybe Butch, it was Butch or Sheamus. Yeah. It wasn't Ridge, it was probably Butch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when they like did that triple team move on Butch, that was insane. The diving knee to the outside when I believe, um, it. I, there was so much. I, I forgot who did it. It was like a diving knee to the outside where someone had someone in the electric chair. Insane. Insane moves, man. I think that was really cool to see the Brawling Brutes get this victory because lately Imperium's just been killing them, especially yeah. with Gunther destroying uh, Sheamus's chest like twice now. No, but, that Razor's Edge spot too from Sheamus Oh, to into Gunther. the fucking uh, table? Nasty, bro. bro. Like taking Gunther out of the match. That was fucking dope, dude. And the double yeah. double power spot with Ridge having... Uh, Vinci and, and Kaiser up at the same time. Fuck God, Rage is impressive, man. I'm he yeah. is he is growing on me big time. That big man, love it. Now, yeah, he he definitely's been growing on me too. Also, that Shillelagh spot. I believe it was uh Kaiser who hit Sheamus in the back with the Shillelagh and broke it. And you could just see the blood coming down Sheamus's back. Fish, it's like like I said, I said in the past, I'm I got Irish blood. My grandmother's fucking hundred percent Irish. She had a fucking shillelagh hanging up in the house. Like I remember playing with that shit, and she said, "Don't play with it. It's too fucking like heavy." That shit was solid wood. So oh. I wouldn't even want to fucking imagine how it feels to have that shit just knocked over your back. And some of those chops, oh. those chops by Gunther was insane. I even said in your live stream, I was like, "I'd rather get hit with a fucking candlestick than chopped by Gunther." Like if Ew. Gunther chopped me right now, I think my heart would literally stop. Like that <laughs> motherfucker is swinging tree trunks when he hits you. It's fucking insane. Like, I don't know. Like you hear like a slap when other people chop with him. That shit sounds like a hard thud. Ugh. I don't know. Like it sounds it, like he got fucking cement hands. Like crazy. goosebumps up to the ear thinking about it, dude, man, just nasty, nasty facts. Dom says we covered it live on the UW pod. TK hated it on this <laughs> show more than Bruce on SmackDown. <laughs> Circle debate, good drunken night for sure. Had an incredible time That's at the sure. UW pod. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we're all part of the Universal Wrestling pod. We're all the UW pod now. Shout out, Nick. My wife and I damn near jumped off the couch when Gunther took the razor's edge through the table. Nasty spot. Another fucking sickening thud. That shit sounded fucking stiff. Like, it was insane. Love this matchup. I, I mentioned on your show, I said that this was a fucking... Star rating breaker. Like, there's no way you could give this shit five stars because this exceeded five stars, in my opinion. This was amazing. Um, I'm just going to say right now, like, fuck it, we're on it. Like, this was my match of the night, even though yeah, there's so yeah, much dude. action on this show, fuck so much action, so many great moments. Match of the night. Just from, like, an action standpoint, from the creativity to the pure brutality, being around, like, I wanted to fucking be in that crowd. Like, there's very few times where I'm watching wrestling, I was like, I wish I was there. Like, there's times where I'm watching, like, this is good. I'm glad I'm watching this. But there's other times where I'm like, yo, I wish I was in that fucking crowd right now. This was that fucking matchup. Insane. Insane. And then the question was, how are you going to follow that? And you had a fucking banger of a card to follow it. But the next matchup, any matchup you would have put after this matchup would have suffered, in my opinion. But we have for the WWE Women's, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Extreme Rules matchup, Liv Morgan defending against Ronda Rousey. Liv Morgan, who is Dom's least favorite fucking women's wrestler. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hashtag leave Liv alone. But yeah, what did you Liv think about Liv Morgan alone. and Ronda? Yeah, I'll say it again. I was arguing with Brett about this again. I, I watched it a second time because, yes, like Ivan just said, it was a good drunken stream. So I went back and I watched it a second time. I watched it today. And I enjoyed the match. I understand. 
come in after that match. We said it on the stream. Come in after that match, no way anything could follow it. So you might as well put that match. This was the match. This was the match to put in that spot. Mm-hmm. I agreed with it, and I'm glad it was there. Because ultimately, it was probably going to be the weakest match, match of the show. It wasn't. It wasn't my weakest match of the show. Um, the next match was my weakest match of the show. And that match mm-hmm. wasn't even weak. Like, the whole show, it was a 20 out of 10. Like, this show was a yeah. fucking banger, all right? There were no bad matches, in my opinion. I'll spoil that right now for you. So, I, yeah, I enjoyed this match thoroughly. I rewatched it again. Sure, some of the bat chats were a little um, weak, and there were botches. Did you not expect botches between these two? You knew? Like, I don't know. Like, if, if you had a mindset coming in, like, you were going to get some fucking five-star fucking wrestling match, then you were had wrong expectations. These girls were going to go out there and they were going to try to put on an extreme rules match. And that they did. I thought they did a yeah. fine job. Rhonda fully turned heel in this match, which I enjoyed. The step on Liv after she won was great. Liv did her thing, man. She kicked out a move. She got out of submission. She hit a fucking awesome table spot. And then the ending was fucking awesome. It was a little hot, very hot, but it was fucking awesome. Liv got choked out. With fucking Rhonda was choking her. There's fucking the table is wedged, wedged Liv in there, and Liv just smiles as she fucking gets choked out. That was fucking dope. Yeah. And big shout out to all the camera guys because, like I told Brett, even if you didn't enjoy that match, you had to enjoy the fucking view because they were all up in Liv shit all match, dude. So thank you so much for that. But I enjoyed yeah. this whole fucking thing, bro. Most definitely. I, I felt like, like you said, you know, if people expected a five star classic. First of all, this is an extreme rules matchup. And too often do you have these extreme rules matches seem so choreographed. This felt gritty. This felt like a fight. And even like the little stuff like fucking Ronda Rousey whipping Liv with a goddamn bat. Insane. Like, I definitely think that Liv has grown leaps and bounds. And that's why comments like this over here, hashtag Liv is mid. I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. And that's not just because of the reasons why I said I like Liv Morgan in the past. But for sure, I don't, you know, I don't see how she doesn't deserve that spot that she has now. She's a hard worker. She worked her ass to get to that point. She's not one of these girls who come came up on the main roster and was just handed the belt. She's been there for a minute and progressed every year. So why not give her that shot? And she ran with that title. The matches she had with Shayna, amazing. The match right now with, well, this match was Ronda Rousey, amazing. So definitely, I, I think that she grew on a lot of people, but this match was insane. Ronda Rousey winning probably was the right move. Um, just gritty as fuck. Gritty as fuck. And like you said, the camera work was amazing to get that smile at the end. Because Corey Graves said it, and I didn't catch it at first. I thought maybe she just was, like, getting choked out there. So, like, her mouth was open. So maybe Corey Graves. I was like, oh, that was a little weird. He said she was smiling. Until they went back to the ring, and she's actually smiling. I'm like, oh, okay. She was smiling. So, yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to come from this, but... I don't think that this is the last time we see Liv Morgan. And I don't think in the future, this is the last time we see Liv Morgan as champion. I could definitely see her winning that title in the future. Oh, shit. De Niro, I forgot to mention, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do your thing really quick. Shout out my boy, Lennox Coleman. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Hell yeah. Yo, I forgot to mention the coolest spot in that match, other than the end chokeout, was probably when Rousey swacked the shit out of her with the bat and then went like this fucking into the crowd. Like she fucking just hit a home run, dude. That was dope, dude. And then on commentary, you had. Cole and Graves be like, oh, it's like Bryce Harper just hit a home run and Ryan Howard and shit. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. That was a, that was and you a can see the welt on Liv Morgan's stomach from that too. Like that was a stiff ass bad shot. That was not, yeah. she wasn't protecting Liv with that bad shot. Um, yeah, like Ronda Rousey said it on SmackDown. Like 
I'm already the most dangerous woman in the world. Imagine me with a weapon. Like, I, I think that she's thoroughly dangerous because she's not too experienced and she looked like she was swinging for the fences there. I mean, she was swinging a lot better than half the fucking Mets, but that's another story. But for sure, insane matchup. Yeah, man, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I, I won't even bring God, it up, man. <laughs> I won't even bring it up. Speaking of swinging, fucking this strap was being swung like a motherfucking bat as well. Like, let's get into the strap match with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. I, I jokingly even put in the comments, I said, did they mic up the strap? Because some of these strap <laughs> shots sounded insane. They sounded like fucking Gunther's chops. Duds. It wasn't even like a strapping sound. That shit sounded like they were getting hit with fucking like bricks. But a good matchup, like you said, probably the weakest match. I agree with you with that. Um, but definitely a still a really good matchup. If you look at this matchup as the weakest on the show, that's just saying how great this show is because this was a still a very solid matchup. Um, I like the chemistry between Karrion Cross and Drew. I think that they are good rivals for each other, and I would like to see more from them. But definitely, I feel like this match gets lost in the shuffle with how much great shit is on the show. But I enjoyed it. I'm glad Karrion Cross won. Got to keep on building up for him. I think that probably next we may see him in Roman because when he returned, he returned, put the fucking uh, hourglass right in front of Roman. So it's TikTok. I'm coming for the title. So, I mean, that could be a solid matchup, but definitely a good matchup. What did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed the match. And like I said, I'll preface it when I said it was the worst match of the night solely because the show was just so absolutely good and stacked from top to bottom. But this match was awesome. I really enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the physicality. Two big brooding dudes, man. I love when you got two big big guys like that and they go out and just beat the shit out of each other. And like you said, those strap shots were incredibly hard. Cody would have got his nuts off in this match. Like, he would have loved getting hit with a strap <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know what Dusty did to him as a kid, but, like, Cody loves that shit. So, like, Cody would have enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought they beat the shit out of each other. I liked uh, when I watched it back. I liked how loud Scarlett was throughout the match. Like, she was just, like, getting it, like, demanding Cross to just beat the shit out of this guy. And the ending, I, I was all week I kept saying Drew, Drew, Drew. Like, Drew. I mean, not that he can't take another loss. I just didn't see them booking him to lose. And it's a strap match, so there's yeah. ways to get out of it. But I really like the ending. I like Cross should win. It doesn't hurt Drew, especially with Scarlett's interference. So, yeah, I thought the right the right person won. I don't know if I buy Cross versus Roman, though. Like, Roman just feels like on another fucking... I just don't really buy anyone versus Roman. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme. The Battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Seeing is believing. And you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can't see it. 
which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Quite frankly, but you know, if that's the next match, I'm I'm down for. I love carrying cross. I know a lot of people hate him. I'm a huge carrying cross fan. The elbow at the end of the match was fucking disgusting. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the match, dude. I did. Word shout out carrying cross, friend of the circle debate podcast for sure. We're we're carrying cross fans over here for sure. But Great time. Dom says it sounded like they mic'd up the pepper spray somehow. <laughs> that shit slapped <laughs> when it hit Drew. True, true. Um, yeah, I, I like that spot too because. You know, it, it was different. We saw the fireball, like, miss the other day. So I thought that that was really cool to have something different with the, the pepper spray. So innovative. I liked it. But a match I liked even more. Yeah. Let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship matchup. Ladder match. Bianca Belair and Bailey. Whew. Damn, these women came to fucking put on a show. And they definitely put on a show. So many crazy bumps here. Yeah, man, that fucking elbow drop that Bailey did to the outside on Bianca when she was on the ladder, stiff as fuck. Oh. Like, my fucking ribs hurt from that. That shit was so fucking stiff. And then, of course, the fucking KOD with the ladder. Insane spots, man. Bianca Belair is a phenomenal champion. Bailey is, like, a great foil for her. I want to see these women just continue this feud and have more bangers because this was a great matchup, and the chemistry was there. These women got oh, good yeah. chemistry with each other. So what did you think about this? Dude, fucking fire match, man. Um, you could probably put it up there for second best match of the night. I, yeah, probably second best match of the night for sure. I fucking can't believe Bianca won. Like, I don't want to take away from the match itself. I was just totally surprised and shocked that Bianca won. Like, I thought it, it was Bailey all day, 110%. Ladder match, you're going to have interference. Bianca doesn't have to take a pin. But no, yeah. we got a banger-ass match from start to finish. You mentioned the spots. I love that uh, Bailey did like a rolling power bomb like onto Bianca, but like it was in, ladder was stacked in the corner. That was fucking nasty. It was physical. I can't believe this was the first ever one on one women's ladder match. Come on, WWE, you're better than that. Dude. Yeah, I was shocked when they mentioned that too. Like we had women's Iron Man matches, women's Last Man Standing. We had a women's Hell in a Cell match. So even fucking Elimination Chambers, the women had Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah. So first ever ladder match. That was shocking. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. But the match was awesome, dude. I love both of these women. We were talking in the in the show that day that night that you know Bianca could be goaded when it's all said and done. Like she's just getting started. This is just like the, the precipice of her face run. All right. We ain't even got heel Bianca on the main roster yet. So yes, I'm with you. I want this feud to continue. Bailey eventually will take this belt. I think she will. Bailey will, and she probably should take the belt. This will go to survivor series these will be the two women's teams inside hell in a cell 110 who's added to each side i don't know i hope to see tegan Knox back i hope to see her back so badly either side whether she's on damage control or she's fighting dakota either way i'm good with candace loray will be involved i'm sure i was surprised that there, there was no oscar involvement there was no alexa bliss involvement and bianca took all three of damage control out by herself so, like, if Bianca yeah. can take off three of them out by herself, like, why does she need partners? I don't know, man. The ending was yeah. still kind of kind. It throws me off. It throws me off that Bianca won. I, it is what I, I'll let them tell their story. I feel I'm, you. I'm no, I feel I'm you with that. No, for sure. I, five stars. Banger, baby. Yeah, I, I definitely am with you. Like, going into this, I was like, Bailey's going to win. I just want to see how she pulls it off. But I was shocked when Bianca won, but. Definitely a good match. But like you said, you had the story built in. You had the interference from damage control. So you could have had Bianca lose the matchup. But I'm, I'm really, you know, really excited to see where they're going to go from here. And like you said, this is her fucking babyface run. 
like a lot of people, if this is the first time you see Bianca since, you know, I guess like if the only thing you know of Bianca is her on the main roster, her fucking heel run was amazing in NXT. She's like a natural heel. Yeah. So it's like, and she's a great baby face, but she's a natural heel. So sky's the limit for what Bianca's got in store for us. She she could be goaded, man. And you still got Becky coming back and, you know, Sasha potentially. Charlotte. Yeah. There are so many stories these women are telling right now. Let's fucking go, baby. That's what I'm saying. Bring on fucking Diana, who's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Of all all the releases, De Niro, of all 120 releases, she is top five in stock built. 110 percent yeah. like maybe top three fucking cardona's with her as crazy as that sounds but like diana what yeah. she has done my god man love that woman. diana is a fucking star woman. insane she's a star so i would love to that yo diana versus bianca Whew. that'd be insane mm-hmm. dom says that was my match of the night and i picked bianca only match i got wrong was the opener that kod with the ladder was beyond insane yeah, six, totally six. agree, man. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, I thought, like, she had her up. I was like, yo, this looks a little awkward because Bailey still had the ladder. But the way it landed was so fucking perfect. It was just beautiful. It was a scary spot, though. If you, like, look, if you, like, slow-mo it, the ladder lands underneath Bianca's ankle. So that Ooh. was the first thing I saw when it happened. I was like, oh, shit. But she popped right back up. I was like, all right, if she's good, then good. Let's keep going. But for sure, like, I, I was a little scared there because the way it landed with all of Bailey's body weight and the ladder coming down on Bianca's ankle... Could have been really scary. Oh. Next match. I quit match. Edge and Finn Balor, man. Yo, it's so hard. Like, I was just right there with you saying that the ladder match may be my second match of the night. Mm-hmm. But then I, was, I remember I was this was on there. That too. I, yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Right when that popped up, I was like, <laughs> Yo, you had everything. Action, crazy-ass spots, brawling in the crowd. But the real thing that I took from this matchup was the story. These two told a story and from, you know, we, we get stories still in wrestling, not as much as we used to back in the day, but this felt like an old school story being told. And I just loved every second of it, especially the ending. I'll let you talk about that. I feel like I'm talking about all the fucking spots in the matches, but tell me about this. I quit matchup, man. I appreciate you, but. Oh no, no, this was so enjoyable. Like you said, they fought all over the crowd in the ring, but this was storytelling personified. This whole thing with, the Judgment Day and Edge and Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Now they make it even more personal. I said multiple times, there is no way that I could see this version of Edge. Like you forget, like the old heel Edge would say, I quit scream like a fucking heel yeah. bitch all day. You forget about that guy. This guy yeah. is like John Cena in my opinion. Like he is like that top guy. All right. And I could never see John Cena screaming, I quit. And I could never see Edge screaming, I quit. So I was like, Finn Balor has to lose. But on our prediction show, someone had mentioned, I don't even remember who, they brought it up in the chat and like the group kind of talked it out. I think my Justin or Keith or something. But we said, they're like, what if it's Beth? Because someone said Ray's mm-hmm. going to come out. They're, they're going to have a steel chair to Ray's head. Dominic will. And I just say, I quit because of Ray. And we're like, who the fuck cares about Ray? No one. <laughs> I like fucking, you, Ray, but I don't like you like you. Right. Like, I'm not going to quit because they're going to hit you in the head with a chair. Concerts are you. But then That's someone's like. That's your not mine. <laughs> right, right. And then someone's like, but what if it's Beth? And then we're like, ooh. And I, I remember actually, Dan, Dan Bakley saying the same thing and also Dom on Circle Debate. And I was like, that's that's the way. That's the yep. way he's mentioning his family already on the, the go home show on raw. That's, that's the fucking way you do it. And perfect. <laughs> bro. Out. 
execution was perfect. The fucking Rhea. Rhea is just incredible, dude. Her facial expressions amaze me, dude. She is so good. Just turned 26 years old today. You want to talk about the sky being the limit. And she's barely even hit that big time run. Like we talk about all these other women. We don't even mention her because yeah. what she's doing right now is just in a league of its own on her own. Yeah. We're going to get Rhea and Beth. You know, I just says I quit. At the end of the day, of course he's going to quit when they got the chair to his wife's head. He screams, it, and I'm like, hit her fucking anyway. Let's go. And they fucking yeah. smash her anyway. Beth sold it like a fucking G that's like she is. Rhea's cackling. Oh, man. I can't wait. Edge, Beth, Beller, Rhea, let's fucking go. I mean, I can see this being war games. I can see AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Beth versus... Nick Finn Balor, yeah, Finn Balor, uh, Damian Priest, Dominic, and Rhea. That would be a very unique war games to have the women involved in it, too. I but, can fuck with that for sure, bro. Yeah, but bro, this was fucking insane. And when she still hit Beth, I fucking jumped out the goddamn seat. I was like, oh, because I expected, like, you know, the typical WWE way would be her dropping, like, oh, look what we could have done. But no, <laughs> yo. The fucking Judgment Day solidified themselves, I feel, at Extreme Rules as the most fucking savage goddamn team right now in all of wrestling. To still hit her. First of all, you got a, a dude that turned on his own father and fucking beat his ass on this show. And then to have her have Rhea still hit Beth, just next level savagery. But I am so excited for Judgment Day. I'm going to be the first one to say when I fucking put my foot in my mouth and I eat crow because when edge was kicked out of the judgment day, I said the judgment day can't do nothing to fucking make me excited about them again. Cause I was excited when edge was the uh, part of them and the leader. And then I thought them kicking him out was a bad move. Cause I thought that was great to see edge with this heel faction. And I said, you can miss me with the judgment day. I'm not going to be excited, bro. I'll tell you, I fucking eat crow egg on the face, whatever the fucking saying is because <laughs> God damn, I'm fucking excited for the judgment day. This is how you book them. This is how you book a fucking heel faction. And when you got this type of heel heat for this faction, you got the bloodline and you got fucking war games coming up. There's so many different possibilities of what we could be seeing at war games. And it's insane. Like part of me, this would be fucking horrible if they did this, but a part of me, I'm not no wrestling booker, so I can make bad decisions. I would, <laughs> at this point with all these crazy ass combinations, Yo, it would have been crazy if they did like a lockdown, TNA lockdown situation where every match is in war games because you have so many different oh. combinations you could put. You can have Brawling Brutes versus the Imperium in war games. Yep. You can yep. have the Bloodline versus whoever in war games. You can have these two teams in war games. Insane. But this match was awesome, man. Fucking definitely marked out, jumped out my seat when fucking Finn Balor won the way he won. And then just that post-match was insane. And shout out to the Kanye mask too from uh, Finn yes. Balor. So fast, yes. <laughs> it was man. Every this this is probably my second favorite match of the night. I'll, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hype talking story. about hype talking about this. Like I was hype talking about the first match. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It was definitely. Sure. Dom says restaurant quality storytelling and intensity in this match so beautiful. Mm. Can't say it better myself, man. Main event fight pit match. Special ref Daniel Cormier from UFC Hall of Famer Matt Riddle. Seth freaking Rollins channeling his RVD. Yes. This was a good matchup. I, I know a lot of people say that it was a disappointing ending. But I'll tell you this right now. If this was... The, the fight pit's supposed to be like their take on MMA. And if you watch MMA matches, real MMA fights, if you're a UFC fan, 
this is the shit that happens all the time. People could tap out at any moment. People could lose at any moment. So this is not the type of matchup that you build to the finish. This is the type of matchup where, hey, at any moment, someone could get knocked out or submitted because it's being like, this is real. Everything else was like a wrestling match. This is a fight. So I am not mad at the way this finished. It did give me that MMA feel, especially you have a former MMA, MMA practitioner, practitioner, goddamn, MMA <laughs> practitioner. It's a lot of fucking syllables there. Pulling the fucking uh, Guillotine, what was it, Guillotine? Or it was a uh, triangle choke. The yeah. triangle choke on Seth. So it made sense. It was realistic. I'm not mad at it. I love the fight pit. Um, just the visual look of it is dope. I always liked it in NXT. And this is the first fight pit that we actually had in front of people. Because the last two fight pits was, was, was it in the Capitol Wrestling Center or was it yeah. in the uh, the Thunderdome? Th it was the Capitol Wrestling Center, right? Yeah, yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah and it was when no one was there. So, definitely a great matchup. Live crowd loved it. And I love the way it finished abruptly because, one, we're going to get to what happened after the show or after the match. But it's not like they just let the people go home with an abrupt finish like that. But it did give it that MMA feel. I don't know if you felt the same way, but... Yeah, That's how dude, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I wanted them to take it up, and they they climbed the cage and they fought around the uh, I don't know the scaffolding, I guess, which I thought mm -hmm. was super cool. I love to spot off the scaffolding at um, Riddle. I think I, I, all his bro fucking moves. I don't know what the stiff. fuck they're called, but whatever the bro thing, stiff. fucking flip thing, fucking he did, sick nasty yeah. dude. But I, these guys beat the shit out of each other during the match, dude. I was really into the match the whole time, and I actually love the abrupt ending. I thought. I thought Rollins was – I think I predicted Rollins to win the match. So I was – because I thought Bray was going to cost Riddle, and that was mm -hmm. where we – or no, 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 no. I'm fucking – damn, man, I, I talk too much. I thought Riddle was going to win the match, and Bray was going to show up afterwards and attack Riddle because of Randy Orton. So I thought yeah. that's where we were going to see Bray. So I did think Riddle was going to win. But, yeah, it was definitely an abrupt ending, and I'm fine with it because we're going to get these two guys in a rematch in Saudi in a hell in a cell. I can almost guarantee fucking tee it, so – and I'm Man, fine that'll be it. awesome. I'm good with it. Yeah, be because awesome. Seth Rollins' history. You got Edge, the best of three. He lost in third match, Hell in a Cell. Cody, best of three. He lost three nothing right. last match. Yeah. Last match, Hell in a Cell. But I thought him going. I thought Cody going over. I don't know if Cody was going to originally go over before his pack injury. But you know, again, three 0 last match inside of a cell. This yeah. time, third match. This feud has been fucking personal. It's been going on. Put it in the Hell in a Cell in Saudi, end it there. I'm with that. That that sounds good to me. Dom says, Dom says, match was very good. I missed the fight pit. Unfortunately, it was kind of overshadowed by you know who. We'll get to that in a second. Timothy Williams, hello. I'm new. Yo, shout out Timothy. Thank you. I appreciate you being here, man. Thank you very much for joining. Says, how do you feel with Bray Wyatt and the return? And yes, I'm already subscribed. Thank you very much for hitting that subscribe button. And yeah, thanks for bringing us right into our next topic. Because right after this, we got what everybody wanted to see. And I was scared for a moment. Because they had that signature come up. The, the little copyright shit at the end. I'm like, hold up. Are they finishing the pay-per-view with just Riddle getting his hand raised? And this brought me back. I forgot what takeover it was. It, God, there were so many goddamn takeovers. But if you remember... It was a takeover where DIY lost whatever yep. matchup. It was in they Chicago. They had a little, yeah. Oh, were you there? No, but it, it was in Chicago. <laughs> they, I remember they had like the little thing on the bottom where it's like the copyright, whatever. Like it's like the end of the show. I'm like, all right, cool. And then it was after they showed that that Champa turned on yep. Johnny Gargano. 
I don't know why Triple H got me again because it got me then. I was like, oh, show's over. And I was like, wait, no, it's not. But when Riddle had his hand raised and they had that little signature at the bottom, I was like, shit, did I miss a QR code? Did I miss somebody in the crowd carrying a sign or something? Like, was it just another clue? Everyone get something on Raw? But when the lights turned out, bro, I was fucking yelling. I got fucking chills all over my body just fucking talking about it again. Insane. Insane, insane, insane. And everybody, yo, go to Clark Street's uh, Instagram and Twitter page because they have the clip from the live stream of your reaction. And I was <laughs> reacting the same goddamn way. As soon as those lights turned off, I was like, oh, yo, insane, man. And then we got it. We got the fucking return that everybody been wanting. Speculation's over. It wasn't Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? We, we, got, <laughs> we got Bray Wyatt. And I love the way they did it, too. Just having the... the the Firehouse, Firefly Funhouse characters in the crowd having shown the old Firefly Funhouse with the cobwebs all over it, like no one's yes. been there for over a year, which no one has. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then finally getting to see Bray Wyatt. I thought that maybe they were just going to do that and we weren't going to see Bray. But then when that door opened and my man came walking out with the V for Vendetta mask, I think I even called it awesome yep, moment, yep. man. I, I, I loved it. Oh, man, 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 man. Let me tell you, this was just so incredible. You knew that he had to show up. It, SmackDown made sure that the White Rabbit was going to be there. So even yeah. after that, even after that QR code showed, I was I was saying, I like gasped, like he's got to show up. Something's still got to happen. And I was the, yeah. flashed to Champa, and then the lights hit. Whoo, but like you just said, the way that they did it, Flashing to every single character from the Firefly Funhouse. And then, like, there's the casket there. Huskus looked like he was dead with his head hanging off. You had the door. You had him coming up. You had the, um, um, he's got the whole world going. I think mean, that's yeah. what they were saying. He's got the whole world. Insane. He's got the whole world. And I'm, like, fucking goosebumping like crazy from my toes <laughs> to my arms right now, dude. Because it was so dope, man. It was incredible. It was incredible. I screamed like a little girl when I went back and watched. I don't even scream that. I'm sorry. They didn't say like little girl. I just screamed like a little kid. I watched. The, I went back. And I rewatched it the next morning. And I'm not going to lie. I had a massive hangover by the sleeping truck the night before. I had tears in the corner <laughs> of my eyes, dude, because the goosebumps are flowing. Not because like I'm like that infatuated with Bray. I love Bray. But not like, but just the way it was done was so special, so unique. Yeah. Oh, the feels, baby. I got I got the feels. I got the whole world. <laughs> and most importantly, I can't wait to see where they go going forward because I don't I thought that night it seemed like they killed off all of the Firefly Fun characters and he was That's just gonna was be Bray Wyatt. But it maybe there's speculation now that there's gonna be this Wyatt Six or Wyndham Six, and you got guys on Twitter like Rollins, Liv, Champa, T Bar, fucking put it with Dominic Dajakovic. Um, <laughs> blacking their Twitter things out and their speculation that these guys are going to be a part of this, which is really getting me goosebumpy thinking about like different angles and Seth doing mysterious, creepy ass things with Brian Liv, like the way she yeah. smiled and she like and T Dominic coming back, Champa in that role. And if it's just Bray, who cares? Like, I am just it's still gonna be good so yeah. excited to see who he's gonna go after, what's gonna happen, bro. The goosebumps are here. I'm fired up, man. Loved it. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Shout out to my beautiful fiance who's in the comments. You really oh, were going nuts watching. Hey, she was right there with me. She will nice fucking tell you. you. I was fucking screaming like a fucking 
Like you said, a little girl, bro. Yeah. I think I hit a new level of high pitch. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I had the fucking Joey Styles. <laughs> Dude, it was Definitely. incredible. Insane. Dom says, we all went nuts, especially for this. Timothy says, I think it's really cool how they show how Bray Wyatt put all the puppets and the fund house and the fiend behind him and came back as a reborn original version of himself, which is really cool too. Cause like you said, the whole world in his hands thing, that was original Bray. That was Wyatt family Bray. So it was really cool to see that. Um, yeah, man, whatever, however they go from here, I'm excited. Like I'm locked in. Um, I was looking for last minute tickets to the Barclays center tonight, but I, I couldn't cancel my fucking show to return because but anyway, like there, there wasn't much money there anyway. But still, like I they're in the like Barclays Center tonight. I, they're fucking rocking and rolling right now, probably. But real talk, man, amazing way to end the show. I loved it. You mentioned the wrestlers putting like the blackout on their Twitter. I, I saw Grayson Waller did it as well from NXT. Um, Seth Rollins, him doing it, that really intrigues me. And I'll tell you why. Seth Rollins has that dark style in his like career. If you remember, I don't know if you remember him in. In uh, Ring of Honor, I believe the show Black. was Man Up. Yeah, Tyler Black when he was in the Age of the Fall with Jimmy Jacobs. That was the very first Ring of Honor show I've seen. It was, uh, I believe it was a pay-per-view Man Up. It was in Chicago. It was the Briscoe Brothers versus Steen and Generico in the first ladder war. And then after the matchup, you had Jimmy Jacobs, Tyler Black, and I believe Necro Butcher come out, they debut as the Age of the Fall, which was also very similar to this with the QR codes, because leading up to the Age of the Fall, you had a bunch of cryptic messages on the Ring of Honor fan form that led to this, and then they hung fucking Jay Briscoe from the rafters, and he's dripping blood all over Tyler Black That's and Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, dude. Insane. Damn, so, man. Yo, fucking Seth Rollins could channel some dark energy Damn. like he did then Damn. and do some really cool shit with Bray Wyatt because and he has that some, in him. He got some crazy Mad Hatter shit that he could fucking be doing. Like, Hell he's yeah. fucking, I mean, that man is fucking gold. I mean, he, he can Hell do yeah. no wrong. Most definitely. Timothy says, yo, watch Bray dethrone Roman and form a new Wyatt family. Could happen. Yo, I mean, Timothy, Timothy, no bullshit. Before Bray got released, the time that Alexa looked back and looked at Roman after there was so much unfinished history between those two, I was so for sure Bray would be the one to dethrone Roman. I actually said at WrestleMania 39, then he was released. It would be so fucking crazy if he actually would. It, he won't. It'll be Cody. But... <laughs> um, and then I, after breaking the release, I was hundred percent, ten percent. It would be Drew. Clearly, I was wrong. Clash at the castle. I mean, at this point, I don't know who's going to fucking dethrone Roman. Maybe the Rock. Who knows? Fuck. Dom says, "I wish I could have gotten Kathy on camera because she was the on the other side, on the end, ah, on the other end of the couch, watching with me and on the watch along, complaining about not wearing makeup." <laughs> <laughs> Lady Psycho was great during the watch along too. She was right there with us the whole time. For sure. It was awesome. Shout out Lady Psycho. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's funny that Timothy brought up the whole Bray and Roman because when Roman won that title, this title reign, when he won that championship, Bray was champion. Yep. But Bray didn't get the pinfall. He pinned Braun. Braun Strowman. It was a three-way. So Bray, uh, I mean, it's a year and a half later, but he does have a rightful say for a title shot. But who knows where they're going to go. Overall, this just was like the fucking icing on the cake. This was the cherry on top of a great show. If this didn't happen, if he didn't fucking return on this show, that would have not taken away from how amazing this show was. Because top to bottom, the show was incredible. You add that to the ending, bro, that put it over the top for me. 
I said it on your stream. I'm going to say it here. In my opinion, it's just my opinion. I know I, I said it on uh, Twitter. I, I had some people was like, I don't see how it could be. But I'll say this right now. In my opinion, for any company, this is show of the year. Top to yeah. bottom, amazing action, yeah. great moments, great storytelling, show of the year. It was, in, it was incredible. Plus, we, di we didn't even talk about it. We talked about it in the chat um, and during the stream. This show was special, too. And these, these premium live events, I fucking hate calling them that. These pay-per-views <laughs> are getting more special because they're going the NXT route. You had three hours. You had yeah. six matches. You are able to tell a story in those matches rather than pile. It's so we ain't gonna talk about AEW, but like they've like reversed what they were doing, man. And like, yeah, you don't got to put 12 matches on a three hour show or have a five hour show to get your point across. And you got these guys now having to earn their spot onto these pay per views. The stories are so much more important. Plus, it gives you big matches on Raw and SmackDown, like Intercontinental title yeah. matches with Gunther and Shamer, Shamer, Gunther and Sheamus, and Rollins and Lashley tonight for the United States title. So it makes everything feel so much bigger and more important. Yeah. Wow. 20 out of 10 banger 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 of a show couldn't say it better myself and that what better way to end the show like that i totally agree 20 out of 10 sounds amazing for a rating because i'm right there with you man but yeah definitely a great show fucking i would go back and watch that show again in a thousand times like if you want to make a wrestling fan out of somebody this is how you do it like i, I always say on my show like my girl's not the biggest wrestling fan she's a fan but she's not the biggest wrestling fan she was fucking going nuts for this shit just as I was like, and that says a lot when you could have somebody who's not such a big fan marking out for the fucking show as well, you know, it's a fucking great show. So yeah. definitely Absolutely. insane show, man. So yeah, I mean, there you have it. I appreciate it. I know we didn't go old school today, but there was a lot of catching up. I had to do. We'll, we'll be back with the old school reviews with ECW on Wednesday and you're welcome to come on for that. If you want to check that out. Cool, cool, um, cool. I'll definitely but, get down one week for show. Yeah, gotta gotta get you a little extreme. You know, I mean, not just extreme oh, yeah. rules, but the, the origins, as Paul Heyman said. <laughs> but for sure, man, let the people know where to find you. Yeah, yo, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on, dude. I always have a blast course, talking man. wrestling with you, dude. So, and I'm glad again you're back. You're healthy. You look great, dude. I'm you sounded thank great you. today. Didn't miss a beat, bro. But yeah, man, you can find me, the Wrestling Index Podcast, floorslippersports.com. Check it out. Floor Sports YouTube, Visionary Global Media, and all major audio platforms. But definitely check out floorslippersports.com. If you're into NFL, fantasy football, and of course, wrestling, check it out. My Wrestling Index Podcast on there, plus a bunch of great other content. So floorslippersports.com. Get at it. De Niro, God bless you, man. I had a freaking blast, dude. Man, I really appreciate you being on. And definitely, everybody, go hit that subscribe button. Flow Slapper Sports, Wrestling Index, amazing show. Like I said, I would love to get on the next live stream because the, the next uh, watch along, because you guys had a blast. And once again, everybody, go check that out. It was fun. But for sure, I appreciate you being on, man. Like I said, I needed to do something big for the first episode back. Hitting my boy, Tim. But yeah, everybody hit that subscribe button here on the Circle of Debate. We got episodes almost every fucking day. Wrestling DeLorean podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here at 7 o'clock Eastern. You have the Circle Debate New Japan show on Tuesday. We'll be getting back to that tomorrow. We have the, um, the regular flagship show on Thursday. And we have Top 5 every Friday. So a lot of content coming out of this channel. Hit that subscribe button. We love you guys. Thank you so much for riding with me. All my freaking you know supporters, everybody who kept it real, I appreciate you guys. Everybody who fucking... 
was hitting me up with well wishes in the in the DMs and all that. I appreciate that so much. You guys don't know how much I appreciate that. It was really meaningful to me. Got me through a tough week. Lennox, great show as always, guys. I appreciate you. Y'all want to watch Raw with me? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. No spoilers, Dom, but we'll be on to that in a couple minutes. But for sure, man, definitely I appreciate you guys. And yeah, stay safe, stay strong, stay positive. Catch you here on Wednesday. Tim, once again, thank you. Everybody hit that subscribe button. Appreciate you. Peace out. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.